it's easy to be average. You know it as well as I know it. It takes a little something to be special, Don. It takes a little something special to be a great player. We don't have enough great players. To hell with that! We don't want to coach average. I don't want to be around you. Why be around average? proud of our young people in the classroom, in the community, and most especially in 310 days in Ann Arbor, Michigan, on the football field. Three things. Number one, the team that hits the hardest and the longest, the team that starts the fastest, and the team is too damn smart to make mistakes. If you take it to them, if you don't make mistakes, and you keep taking it to them, hell, there's no question who win. It's time for the best Buckeye podcast. By fans, for the fans. Where they hate that team up north as much as you do. It's time for the OHIO podcast. OH! The Cardinals head coach in steps this year, Ryan Walters, the former defensive coordinator over at Illinois. This will be his first season there in West Lafayette. Uh, Ross Aide Stadium, that's the home field for Purdue. Uh, capacity 57,236. The Boilermakers have an all time record of 637. 589 and 48 for a winning percentage of 519. Their bowl record is above 500, 11 and 10. So good job on them. And they have won 12 conference titles. Last year, they opened the season with a disappointing loss at home in what was a great game, Chris. I remember we both predicted that Purdue could win that game. 35-31, they had them on the ropes last year to start the season. They dismantled Indiana State 56 to nothing. They then lost um, on the road in the – is this still the Carrier Dome over there in Syracuse? I I think so. 32-29, 32-29, then they went on a four-game winning streak over Florida Atlantic, Minnesota, Maryland, and Nebraska. Some really nice wins there. Then they lost two in a row. Wisconsin, who was not the Wisconsin uh, last year that we were expecting, but that was one of their lone wins. And Iowa, um, which ended up being one of the games of the, uh, that determined the outcome. And We thought Iowa might pull this thing out despite having just a horrific uh, offense, but if you re- as you recall, Iowa lost to Nebraska at the end of the year, and yeah. that was a lot that enabled Purdue to sneak into the Big Ten title at an with an eight and four record. Um, they beat Illinois, that was another huge win for them. They destroyed Northwestern, and then they beat their rival Indiana to finish off the regular season on a three game winning streak. So outside of the Wisconsin Iowa losses there in the middle, and of course the Penn State loss in one of the crossover games, they went uh, at one point seven and two um, in a nine game stretch, and six of those uh, seven wins were actually against Big Ten opponents, which is how they ended up getting to the Big Ten Championship game. Vegas last year said they were a seven-and-a-half win team. We both predicted nine-and-three records for them. They went eight-and-four. Chris, we both won money on the Boilermakers last year. And so before we get get any further, Chris, into um, 
this year's Boilermakers. What were your thoughts on last year's effort in making it all the way to the Big Ten Championship game? Well, you know, it, it wasn't something that we didn't expect, Eric. Um, we knew they could compete in the West. We knew that Iowa's offense was horrendous. Um, and obviously with the, the uh, O'Connell kid, uh, Aiden O'Connell at quarterback last year, anything was possible because uh, next to C.J. Stroud, uh, I thought he had a chance to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league uh, last year as far as in the Big Ten. Um, now, obviously, we saw some big numbers a few times by McCarthy. We saw some by uh, uh, Talia uh, at Maryland. But I'll tell you, Aiden O'Connell was up there in the mix a good portion of the year. Part of that was because their run game was less than stellar. Um, but you know what? Um, I thought they had a good season, about where we expected they'd be last year. Kind of interested to see what they've got coming ahead of them this year, though, because as we know well, having a change, or, you know, after you've had such a good quarterback for the last few years, you know, there, there's some questions to be answered. Yep. Yep. Let's see if we can get some of those questions answered by the Purdue experts from the Boiler Express podcast, Damon and Dylan. Come on in, boys. All right. Welcome back to the OHO podcast. And now we are with our Purdue experts from the Boiler Express podcast. We have Damon right below me and below Chris over there, my new best friend, Dylan. And so we are excited to have from Big Banter, our partners from the uh, Boiler Purdue, I will try not to refrain from saying perdon for this episode here. <laughs> Purdue that. podcast. That's hard to do. <laughs> Guys, thanks so much for being with us. Hey, man. Yeah, happy this to be is here. awesome. Excited to be here and uh, collab with you guys and uh, see what's in store. I even wore my old black just for you guys. There so. you go. There you go. Hey, you know, I'm excited, Eric. We might get a chance to see these guys this year. We right? will. Hey, we there will. we go. You coming down we to West Lala? We are coming to West Lafayette. Let's Absolutely. go. Absolutely. Bad we're things gonna... happen there for you guys. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, uh, Mike. Well, <laughs> let's let's just get let's just get the big elephant out of the room right now. Um, congratulations on being in the year since 2000, the one program in the Big Ten. Actually beats us sometimes. Song is it in West Lafayette? Listen, I, I live mean, in Ohio. I'm in Dayton, Ohio. So I anytime Purdue beats Ohio State and it, football, swimming doesn't matter. I will I will come home talking all sorts of smack. Hey, I would I I, I did I did prepare for this uh, for you guys. Did you guys know you won a national championship this past year? Well, like frisbee golf. What do we? <laughs> Ballroom dancing. Congratulations. Oh, hell yeah. Look at Let's that. go. Hang the banner. What yeah, are we doing? Yeah, hang that banner. Oh, hey, IU. Put it in Mackie do right have now. Banners. We do have banners. Okay, thank you. That And that banner and our other banners on the moon. So think about that one, huh? Oh, there you go. I oh, love it. I, I looked that up. I was like, oh, that's too good. That's too good. You can't let that pass up. You know, yeah. we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> Beautiful, guys. All I right, didn't let's even jump. know that was a thing. <laughs> I didn't either, but well, we went, we've won 20 some consecutive synchronized swimming national championships. And I'm oh like, God, Holy cow. the Alabama is swimming. I looked it up. There's literally only six schools in the country that have it. 
are they all Midwest teams? I feel like well, it's a Midwest thing to do. It's, no, it's like all like it's like Stanford and oh, like this, yeah. Harvard and Yale and, and yeah. ones. we're the only one that has the money to throw <laughs> at it. So we're like, right. yeah, you got disposable income. Be like, just do it. Do what you want. Have fun. Yeah. That that's and pistol. Awesome. I mean, you can't beat us at pistol. That's kind of, that's actually kind of cool. You would think no, Northwestern being in the heart of Chicago, Chicago. would be awesome <laughs> at pistol. Yeah, you think they'd just be like, wah, 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 like it's they're no like, big deal. They're better with Uzis. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, they're like, that's not uh, how you hold that. Yeah. <laughs> I love uh, it. We were, we probably just got flagged by YouTube right there. <laughs> hey, that's, sure. that's a sign of a good podcast. Oh, really I knew is. when you guys would you guys would get me in trouble already. All right, <laughs> that's what we're known let's, for. Let's start, let's start here, man. Let's rub some salt in the womb. I don't know. Maybe you like this. What do you guys feel about Jeff Brom going over to Louisville? They can have him. No, I'm just kidding. No, he did great. <laughs> he did great here. I loved his time here. As a yeah. guy who sat through all four years of Daryl Hazel, I I sung. I will still sing Brom's praises. Uh, and you can't blame the guy for going home. I mean, how many guys played quarterback there? His brother was there. His dad went there. I mean, you can't blame him for going over there. And um, I mean, I know I think we share the same kind of sentiment. But, uh, but yeah, I love the Bromare. It was a lot of fun. It brought life back to Purdue again. Yeah, I, I, I think I'll have to say the same thing. Uh, yeah, I Because I always think about it like if Dylan or myself – like whatever we job we have now, we probably like it. We enjoy it. But if we ever got offered a job to work for media for Purdue Sports, gone. See ya. <laughs> whatever job I had, yeah, I'm going. I'm going. They to were like, Lafayette "Hey, Dylan, tomorrow. you can sweep the floors at Ross i I'd be like, "All right, man. Like, I'll see you. Whatever. I'm there." Yeah. So I mean, yeah, like Dylan said, his whole family played there. He was. Uh, he's a. His whole family is a legendary there. So you don't blame the guy for sure. I think when it first happened. It wasn't like uh, we were mad at Jeff Brown. It was like, well, crap, what do we do now? Are we going to go back to square one? Are we going back to the Hazel, the dark times with uh, Daryl Hazel? You know, are we going to, you know, is this uh, program going to tank? We literally just came off of back-to-back eight-win seasons, which for us is a pretty big deal, especially with what we've had in, you know, recent past. Uh, where are we going to go from here? So I think that's where a lot of the, if there was any hate out there, which I know there's like a small crowd out there that's like, yeah, Jeff Brown, blah, blah, blah. But I think that's where it comes from is just like the, the, the fear of the unknown. Uh, I think everybody liked what thing, what was happening and they didn't want it to stop. So us Purdue fans have seen dark times. So we're a little, you know, we've, <laughs> we've been through it. Can we make fun of Jeff Brom for a second, though? How cringeworthy oh was that Louisville? We we talked about it. Gun, uh, it, it happened right after Northwestern. Uh, I said on our last podcast, it was like the Brett Favre Wrangler jeans commercials, but like shirtless. <laughs> so like, I just imagine that the video guys at Louisville being like, "You remember Brett Favre's like Wrangler commercials? Let's do that." Well, like, and then did you see the the like? The week after that came out, Louisville posted like a new position for like leader of like digital strategy or something for their football program. I <laughs> got fired real quick. They're like, what the hell are we doing? And that may be the best hire they make this year. Yeah. Yeah. I just exactly. I just can't imagine what that conversation was like. All right, uh, like Coach Brom, like I I just imagine him talking like Jack Plummer because he played at Purdue. All right, Plummer, we're excited to have you back. I'm glad to see you again. You know, we missed you at Purdue. So here's my idea. We're going to take off our shirts. We're going to wear capri pants. 
and we're gonna chest bump each other out in you the while the, the sun sets behind us with jeff's accent i bet it was like you find the tightest britches you got and, uh, and you meet us down here at this field at somewhere in louisville we have two guys on our podcast who live in louisville currently or they get mad at me for saying Louisville, Louisville, or however. That's right. Louisville. Louisville. You got to say it like you got like a big wad in your lip or something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but so they they have an interesting outlook on things because not only are they Purdue fans, but they got to see Jeff Brom and Louisville everywhere. And uh, I don't know. I always tell them birds don't have teeth. So never forget that. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, though, it's uh, it's crazy the the way that Louisville and their fan base just totally flipped the script. Like when Jeff Brom turned him down the first time, he got taken out of the video package when they talk yeah. about all their great quarterbacks and everything. He got completely taken out of that. And then he comes home and it's like the prodigal son returns. So <laughs> change the mood real quick. Yeah. But good well, for him. Changing I, moods, guys. Tell us a little bit about Ryan Walters. And how the he's fan so base cool. is, is interpreting that's all we can say is he's so cool he's so cool <laughs> he's so young and hip and then with the youth i mean he's, he's totally he's not. what purdue's never had i honestly exactly. think that's exactly like what it in is. like a football so, coach so west lafayette is a young hip town huh no but he is <laughs> he makes it seem that way he makes that's what i posted when he was bringing in all these four-star recruits i was like i think he could even convince my wife to let us move to purdue <laughs> at this at this point in time because my wife hates west Slavia. she thinks it's too cold and all sorts of stuff but he's kevin bacon bringing dance into town huh hey yeah. dude he's we just keep saying like every time uh purdue creative who's like the creative brain trust mm-hmm. behind purdue's athletics whenever they post something with ryan coach walters like he just looks so cool like he 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 did a recruiting video with the kid coming down the steps in ross aid and the grass was dead because of the renovations like everything was construction and he still was like this made it and like, he had a boot like, on too yeah and he had a boot on i don't know if he's taking too much <laughs> butt or what but man he he can make anything look cool and he's bringing a a big energy to purdue energy i don't think we've seen in a long long time even under brom because brom brought energy but it was a different type of, it's more of a, he was super close to the vest. Didn't really talk yeah. about a lot publicly. Yeah. You know, put your boots on, go to work type energy. And so is Walters, but man, Walters just makes Purdue look cool again. And it's something I've been loving ever since he stepped foot on campus. Yeah. And it's so like, he's just so, uh, and just from the, like his very first interview when he got brought in, I mean, he, I think he quickly took out a lot of the, um, uh, what's the word? It's like totally leaving my brain right now. He got rid of a lot of the critics. Yeah. When you know his first, uh, his first interview, he was talking about how he's like, I want my kids to tell people that they grew up in West Lafayette, like that's where they're from. Um, you know, he was saying all the right things, and it just seems like he genuinely loves the place. I think whenever he, they even talked to him about it, he didn't even think twice about taking the job. He loved it. He thought it was cool. He thought, you yeah. know, Purdue was the the place to be. So, I mean, you gotta love having somebody who loves your school being there uh so yeah then i'm all I feel about like, it i feel like purdue fans can be hard to win over sometimes you know we've we've seen dark times <laughs> we, we you know nine wins in four years we've seen some crap and so at first people are like oh you know it's another this that the other another this guy and he oh, has this blah, blah, blah. yeah very you know nonchalant but then he started doing what he started doing everyone was like okay like, I, I saw people on twitter who were so anti, you know, Walters before he even stepped foot on campus. And now they're, they're just, you know, they're ready to sing his praises. And so the energy around that opening, opening game uh, against Fresno state, I believe is going to be just electric. I'm so excited. Yeah. I've never, I don't remember a year 
an off season for Purdue football where there's been continuously just excitement from, I mean, from the time he got here in early December to now, like it's just not stopped. It's just gone and gone and gone. Like there's, I've never been this interactive still like on check on social media, see what's going on with the football program or anything. Um, so it's awesome. It's, it's fun. It's cool. Uh, you know, the season hasn't started yet. Guy hasn't even played a game and he's won over a lot of people. So, so that leads me to my next question because I'm having trouble. There's it feels like out of all the teams in the big 10, that I've started to do my deep dive. Wilson, you sent the game winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4:55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Ivan, I can't figure this one out. I don't know if there's going to be a drop-off. If there is, is it going to be light or is there is there or is this a, a, a three four win team I, I i don't know like this is the one team in the big 10 where i i will not bet on purdue i i ain't doing it like there's i have no idea i don't think we know either <laughs> like i just I, it's gonna be interesting i mean the the roster is just so different too so many we've had a lot of guys leave but he's also brought in a ton of transfers too uh and re- good recruits in and and everything so yeah i mean honestly this year's and this is his first time ever being at the head, uh, you know, but he's brought on some good, uh, you know, coordinators and everything. So, yeah, I, I don't know what to expect either. So, um, so really, the, the like you're honestly telling me like because this is the ceiling could be 10 wins. Floor could be two. Could like be. We, we don't know. It can either go really, really good or really, really bad. <laughs> it's just like, or We're ready for both six and six. And you know, we make a bowl game that that's what I, that's like, I'm not going to go in thinking we're going to go undefeated and all that nonsense, but like a six and six season, I think is very plausible. Like I, I, I don't, again, who knows? Like I, I'm not, I'm not into the guessing game. Uh, I, I kind of, you really don't know. And I mean, even the guys on, you know, ESPN don't even know half the time. So who am I to guess, uh, you know, with, with all the turnover, coaching turnover, uh, transfer portal now makes everything so chaotic at times and you don't know who you have one week to the next. So it's it'll be interesting. You know, it'll it'll definitely be a, you know, at, at sit at the uh, start of your seat kind of kind of year, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Hudson card. Uh, I'm super excited to see what he's going to do at quarterback with a guy like Graham Harrell calling the plays. Um, I think we've got some good, um, somewhat unproven wide receiver core at this point in time that, you know, maybe Card's going to come in like, and I'm not comparing, I'm not saying Hudson Card is Peyton Manning at all, but maybe he's going to come into Purdue like a Peyton Manning where he makes the wide receivers around him better. Um, so maybe he's going to do something like that and, uh, you know, bring one of those guys out and uh, put him in the lim- limelight a little bit. 
Um, I think our defense is going to be, I think our defensive line is going to be stellar. We've got Nick, uh, it was Caraway, uh, uh, but now it's Gorton. I believe he just recently changed his last name. Uh, and we've got Kydron Jenkins, uh, both outside linebackers. I think they're pretty solid. They brought in some really good um, defensive line transfers like Jeffrey Imbaugh from Auburn. So, yeah, it's a total it's a total coin toss. But if if uh, you know if we go zero and twelve this year, but he changes our third quarter song from shout to literally anything else, <laughs> sign him to an extension. Give that man all. Of our- yeah, I will. I will. I'll chip in a couple bucks if he does that. Have you First guys ever been to a Purdue game yet? Like the a great song. Why are we Why are we dogging shout? Oh, dude, I it's been. The, right, but it's, let me I, let me paint the picture for you. Okay, <laughs> you're it's it's the year twenty fourteen. Yes, you're down forty five to zero going into the fourth quarter. I'd have a lot to shout. And some <laughs> and some the the stadium's at like twenty percent capacity, and some Joe Schmo they pull off the street is like, "Hey guys, it's time to stand <laughs> up and shout." No, oh, it's, <laughs> it's you just it, die inside. It's tough, man. I I think it's just it's been. I mean, they've been doing shout for as long. I mean, I've been going to games since I was a kid, and I remember them doing shout. So I, I'm hoping. Yeah. Uh, we've even gave around some of Damon's had some hell of an ideas that we've shown thrown on our show. Um, it's just tough, man, when you're losing to a Mac school in 2014 and you know, they're just like, Hey guys, let's party. And everyone's like, no, we're, we're already at the tailgate. What are you talking our, about? Our third quarter song is, is hang on Sloopy. See, that's a good one. You now, can't, see, do you, you do know that who Sloopy is, don't you? It's not Snoopy. <laughs> it's Sloopy. No. She was Slo- a Sloopy's got a, yeah. <laughs> I, I was not expecting Luffy that, but I love it. Girl. My no, entire life, I've, I'm go from look, Ohio, been raised right, on Ohio State fans. Go thought it was the, Snoopy. Go look the lyrics up for "Hang On Sloopy and you'll be like, "Wow, wow Ohio, <laughs> okay." And Ohio State's probably like, Shh, we don't want anybody to know that. Nah, <laughs> hey man, we 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 had a defensive back called um, uh, Hooker. Uh, who must, what's his first name? What was his first? Name? Played for Indy. Played for Indianapolis. Played for the Colts. Oh, Malik. Malik Hooker, yeah, because he had a brother too, and I wanted to make shirts that said "I love my Hooker," and I was not allowed. So, oh, that's good. That's I mean, good. went right along with Sloopy. That's I should have done. There you go. I love my Hooker. Her name is Sloopy. That would have not probably gone. Over. My entire life, I thought you blew my mind. I thought it was Snoopy this entire time. It's, no, it's Sloopy, man. That's crazy. She's a she's a woman of the streets. She's a woman. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah, I tell you what, though, we're going to the Virginia Tech game uh, this year, second game of the year, and we're excited to be part. I know it's. I hate that it's a, a noon game, but uh, it's going to be cool to be a part of like Inner Sandman when the team comes out and everything. That'll be cool. Yeah. Yeah, you know what though? You know what the Big Ten doesn't have. We're we're off the rails, but you guys, you're you're boilermakers. You're that's used how to, you we do us, things over. You can Boiler get Express. it back on the rails. You guys, the Express is never on the rails. It's yeah. always off the rails. You know what the Big Ten doesn't have is a big animal that runs onto the field. You can go over you in the Big Twelve. The buffalo, don't you? you got the buffalo. Listen, we have a gigantic train. Okay, we have a very large train, and we got rid of our inflatable one finally. It did. It did break down halfway through the tunnel run out last year, but we won't bring that up. It, 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 but, <laughs> but at least it wasn't Boomer sooner, and the wagon literally came oh, off the wheel. Oh, I remember those that. Alive. God, that was terrible. Oh my gosh! Texas but, got uh, a big bowl. Yeah, now that you say that, can you weird. imagine Ed Orgeron coming out on a giant like panther or wildcat or something? Hey, listen, if, if Northwestern need, hires Coach O, I will be ecstatic. I will be so happy. We need like we need we need the Northwestern to change their name to like the hippos or something and just have a, <laughs> a giant a coach O shirtless 
Oh, running out, running out I of did, hippo. That's a when, side I do, I've never unseen now. After Brom left, I did a Photoshop of Coach O on the sidelines in Purdue gear and, and with the Purdue sideline. And Purdue fans were not happy about it. <laughs> they were not thrilled. And I just did it for kicks and laughs. But people are like, you Purdue think fans we don't, hire? Purdue fans don't know anything. We were all thinking Les Miles was going to come to Purdue. <laughs> yeah, I do remember so. that. That was... Eat, dark eat, times. Eat the grass in West Lafayette. Huh? <laughs> hey, hey, we got one of the best fields. I'll tell you. Chris, get us back on the trail on the, on the right track, man. <laughs> so, so guys, we've seen some great quarterback play out of you guys the last couple of years. But what's going to be the strength of the team this season? I think it's our defensive line. I think they're the most talented uh, on the field. I well, it's hard to say they're the most talented. I'm excited to see what Hudson Card can do, but I'm just going with what I know. So what I know are the guys that are that are there currently right now. I think our defense is going to be pretty good this year. I think our defensive line especially could do it a good could do a good job uh, holding the run. So totally uh, that's agree. what I'm going to go with. I like I'm I'm really excited to see the duo of Card and uh, Mockaby. Uh Devin Mockaby is a guy that doesn't get a lot of limelight, but the dude he's a warrior man like he puts his head down and runs downfield and and he did had a great year last year so i'm excited to see that combo but yeah what damon says the defensive line is going to be really good uh you know walters being a defensive you know mind uh is going to make really things interesting that way uh i think it's the first time purdue's had a defensive mind at, at the head for a long long time mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's going to be really interesting to see how how they do on that side of the ball and it's going to be interesting this year to sorry go ahead now, as I was gonna say, you're probably happy to know. I believe when we did our top ten running backs in the uh, Big Ten, we Mockaby did make the list. Let's go. He did. We thought he was going to be in there this year. His yeah. family's the best. Great barbecue at tailgate. Shout oh, out, to, shout out to Uncle Conrad. Shout Craig. out to that whole family, Uncle Craig. You know, we're we're homies with the Mockaby family, and they great tailgate off the rails again. We'll go back on. <laughs> we had uh, we had Devin's dad on the show. Uh, gosh, I can't remember what time it was around last year. But dude, we all left the we all left the podcast so inspired. He he was like he was just like that dad who has like a son that like he was just like yeah he's just super genuine guy, just a really good dude. The best family, the first yeah. family of Purdue football. I've said it and I'll keep saying it. They're the best. <laughs> They're the best. Yeah. My next question was going to be about recruiting, but you guys kind of already answered that one. That Walters is the, his cool factor has really changed yeah. the recruiting for you guys. You guys are nailing down some some good four stars that typically don't go to Purdue. You're more of a yeah. developmental yeah. college and you're starting to, you're starting to nail down some guys um, that are higher ranked. So it, it, it is the cool factor, isn't it? Oh yeah. I think it's the cool factor. I think he utilizes social media really well. Um, yeah. I think, yeah. And like, he's a, he's a super cool guy. Uh, I think I saw something where, so Brahm and his five years combined brought in, I think it was 16 four-star uh, players to Purdue. I think, uh, Walters since December has brought in 12. So, um, I was drinking all of the Kool Aid. I don't know what I was on the other day, but I was like, I think Walters is going to bring the first five star recruit to Purdue football <laughs> sometime in the next year or two. That'd be awesome if it happens. But man, we're, I, everybody's just having fun right now. Uh, and I think Walters came in at the perfect time when you have the renovations to Ross Aid, uh, the new tunnel coming in, the south end zone being plugged up, the the student sections moving down there. We got a new gigantic jumbotron that looks awesome. I mean, it's just it's really a perfect storm when you have such an energy around a program, and then you hire a coach with that matches that energy, if not you know brings it up a notch. Uh, I I think Walters is just the perfect hire for right now. Uh, I think there's he just brings such a momentum, especially when it comes to recruiting. And when you look at facilities, which are a big part of recruiting. 
The facilities have been upgraded the last two, three, five years more than I think they have ever before. Um, and you talk Shout to guys, to the big 10 for all that money. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's really what it is. Thanks to you guys for being so good and then helping, you know, <laughs> appreciate it. <laughs> well, you know, it's good. It's good to be loved. Like uh, and, and, you know, as, as we like to tell everybody, um, we obviously are Ohio state fans and we are fans of what, whatever school is playing that team up North. So, Hey, we're the if same with IU. Get, yeah, I, I, I realized this. So <laughs> I do, a, I do a lot of work in Indiana for my job. Okay. And so I'm over there a lot in the Indianapolis area, and I work with a lot of engineers, which are all Purdue grads, like every <laughs> single one of them, and they just hate Indiana. And oh yeah. You'll, you'll get every now and then when we go to like a conference, there'll be an Indiana fan. <laughs> Just get picked on bad. <laughs> we do that. Else. I mean, we it's... say IU sucks after every kickoff. Although I, I I like it when we're winning, it's great. But when we're down to a max school like we were back in you know to early 2010s, it's just like you can't you can't chant IU sucks when we're losing to <laughs> Eastern Michigan or South Louisiana Tech of the Blind. I don't know. Like it just it doesn't it doesn't have doesn't a good hit as, to it. Doesn't hit the Does, same. Yeah, but like when we're beating them. And and the student section, the Ross Aid Brigade, who's incredible, gives a real hearty IU sucks. Oh, Erin Mackey is the good one when we play at basketball, you know, Purdue, Indiana mm-hmm. basketball, Mackey, and that that place will pop the roof off when somebody drops an IU sucks. <laughs> yeah. All right, Chris, that's that last one, man. I, I I'm intrigued. This is my favorite question. I can't wait. I'm stoked. All right. Well, they already gave us a little bit of clue about where to find the best barbecue, Eric. Yeah. We got it. We got to find family. <laughs> we, we are coming to West Lafayette for the game this season. What should we expect and where should we go? Are you muted, God. Dylan? Am oh, I? You're good now. Oh, I, I, good? Hear you now. I, just, I saw I your lips did, moving and I didn't hear your voice. I once so. did a full podcast. I did do a full podcast and my mic wasn't even on one time. So, you know, it could be worse. <laughs> a lot of great restaurants. There's a lot of good food at Tailgate. We talk about the Mogby family, but like I, there's been times and people are so nice. It's that Midwestern, you know, whatever, where you can just hop to different tailgates and people be like, here's a plate. Like, here you go. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's a bunch of good spots. You got uh, Harry's, which is like, you know, the, the A1 classic of on campus. Uh, Eat AJ's. You got them. Uh, what else, Damon? Am I missing something? Uh, Bruno's for pizza. Triple yeah. X for a really good burger and a really good root beer. Yeah. Really, really freaking good root beer. Oh, it's so good. Um, trying to think. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's it's a pretty small town like West Lafayette outside of Purdue University is pretty small, so there's not a, like a whole uh, bunch outside of like those those main ones that at least that I know of. Anyway. Oh, Mad Mushroom Purdue, friend of ours, great pizza. Their cheese sticks, wonderful, love them. That's another one. They're even friends of uh, friends of ours, so I can't believe I forgot them. That's on I, I feel bad now that you said that. I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, What's that? So it sounds like I better bring extra insulin. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, you better bring get a bigger size of drawers just a little bit so you can fit. Oh, dude, there's good eats everywhere. Wear, wear the sweatpants that day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Forget jeans. Just wear the sweatpants. Beautiful. Right. Hey, man, we're looking forward to it, guys. Like we're gonna have to we're gonna have to meet up. Uh, absolutely. Let you guys uh, poke at us a little bit and hey, look at these Buckeyes over here and. Uh, <laughs> Hopefully we represent uh, Buckeye Nation well enough that people realize not we're not all jerks. Um, I know sometimes uh, our fan base can be a little uh, 
obnoxious. Uh, let's Trust just, me, let's if say. you look at my Twitter oh, the last 10 years, listen, as a kid, that's I've been a Purdue fan my entire life. My dad went to Purdue, raised me as a Purdue fan. Uh, and so going to school in Ohio, growing up in Ohio, all of the people are like, why are you a Purdue fan? And I'm like, just don't worry about it. All right. Because the big thing I got as a kid was like, you live in Ohio. You have to be an Ohio State fan. And I'm like, now come on. Like, I get nah, it. Man, go Bobcats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you, baby. <laughs> you got Bowling Green. You got Kent State. I mean, there's. Some... <laughs> but, uh, and I, you know, I went to uh, Purdue, Ohio State. I forget what year it was. I was real young. And my dad and I went. And it was freezing cold. I mean, it was stupid cold. And uh, they wouldn't let me sit down. I had to sit on my dad's lap. So I was like, so I was probably like four or five, probably too young, but my dad didn't care. Uh, and my, they wouldn't let me sit down. So every time per, or Ohio State scored, which was frequently then, they would stand up and dad would be like, all right, my dad would like, sit up, take your seat, get your seat. And they finally let us sit. But other than that, every time I've made a trip to Columbus, man, it's been, I got a lot of friends up in Columbus. I'm a big Columbus crew fan. Uh, love the crew up there. So I'm there pretty often for, for matches. Uh, but other than that, I've had nothing but good things with Ohio State fans, even on Twitter. They can even be nice on there, too. <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 I have – we have two friends. I have two friends that come on the show. One's a Penn State guy, and the other wow. one's a Michigan <laughs> fan. And, man, they just – they hate us because <laughs> – I guess one of the things we know is when things are going well for us, we like to. Oh yeah. You know, Drive it home. <laughs> yeah. It, it's most of us who grew up in the nineties who suffered under John Cooper's oh, yeah. reign of terror for Ohio state. But uh, anyways, guys, this was, a, this was a ton of fun, man. We will definitely have to do some special things the week of the Purdue game, <laughs> Purdue and Ohio state. We will, we will, we'll do a special preview show with you guys. Uh, you ever need us to come on your show? I'm I'm there just for the entertainment value, man. I think your guys' <laughs> show is freaking fantastic. I love it. Appreciate it, man. Uh, when yeah, I, when I, I listen to the end, and you're like, if someone's still listening, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like and you yeah. got the right, send me your cash app, and I'll I'm send you that five doing bucks. That dude. I'm I'm, anybody that besides me that calls, we'll help Russ with the gas old. money driving to West Lafayette. There, the funny thing is, go. I'll give Russ. Russ isn't even the oldest one on the podcast. No, he's he's just he's an old soul, so I make. Fun of a friend. and i'm the youngest i think by a mile i'm 27 okay hold on wait how i thought you okay i thought you're like 28 29 right i, I just turned i mean i just turned 30 but i wouldn't say a God. mile that's how that sounds okay like a, okay by a, a little bit league. kids chris they're kids we're young and so youthful <laughs> what are you talking about eric i've got at least a decade on you <laughs> oh my oh man we're we're we young. Uh, so we just make fun russ is an old soul so i mean you know he he gets he gets he takes I'm it on the chin. old body so <laughs> uh, damon tell everybody where they can catch up with the boiler express podcast man yeah i mean we're all over the place we're on facebook uh spotify twitter youtube uh i'm pretty sure it's boiler express or boiler express podcast on each of those platforms so check us out um, love to have you there. Give it. Tell us how uh, stupid we are, or tell us <laughs> tell us how much you like the show. Either way, we're just happy to have you. So, yeah, best part of big banter so far is the, all the collaboration that so we've had fun. so far. It's, it's been, been great. great. We've really appreciated it. Make sure you check out their show, guys. If you're on Twitter, follow them. Especially this guy. Let's see if I can get this right. That guy over there oh, on Twitter. Wow. Oh man, if you smoke cigars, he's always asking, "What do you want? 
what should i go get hey, listen listen you get know? the stogies out we'll have to share one outside of the stadium it's prohibited inside but we'll figure right. it out Absolutely. I'll, I'll be bringing you some don't you let's worry, my do man. it i'm down man. i, I can't wait some, i'll bring you a good stash then, hopefully so. it's a victory cigar for me <laughs> probably probably not no. probably not probably not <laughs> <laughs> all right guys thank you so much for coming on we really truly appreciate it. we'll be catching up with you guys soon chris We've collaborated with a lot of people in the five years of this show. Yes. We have talked to a lot of fans. We have interviewed a lot of former Buckeyes and people in the media. That might have been one of my favorite segments we've ever done. They were just cool dudes, Eric. There's no other way, but they are cool dudes. They, um, they just great, you know, and, and they, they love the, obviously they love their Purdue football, very knowledgeable about their team. Uh, you know, actually just a, a great collaboration with those guys. Yep. Looking forward to that, man. Thank you so much, guys. That was a lot of fun. All right. Let's dive into Purdue's uh, projected starting lineups, Chris. So Aiden O'Connell is out at quarterback in is the transfer Hudson card, the red shirt junior. Of course, they've got one of the better running backs in the Big Ten returning back, Devin Maccabee, who, by the way, was a walk-on. Dude was yeah. a walk-on and is a stud. On the offensive line, they do have some returning starters, but they also have a transfer and senior, Jalen Grant. Gus Hartwig is a senior. Daniel Johnson is a graduate senior. Marcus Mbau is a redshirt sophomore. And Maha... Uh, Mohamed Musa, we are uncultured swine, just the way it is. So redshirt sophomore, uh, I will have to ask them boys how you pronounce that. They might not even know that one. I don't know. Uh, tight end Garrett Miller is going to try to replace Payne Durham, who went to the NFL. Uh, Garrett is a redshirt senior, but those are some big shoes to fill in the passing game with Payne Durham. And speaking of the passing game over at wide receiver, uh, Charlie Jones is gone, but Mershawn Rice is back, or Mershawn Rice. And mm -hmm. Corey uh, Gamage, a, red uh, a redshirt senior transfer, is in, as well as TJ Sheffield, a redshirt senior as well. So they have some experience at upperclassmen at the wide receiver position. The question will be, can the offensive line block well enough and give Hudson Card enough time to feed the ball to them on offense? Chris, that is the offense for Purdue. You know, this is this is a, a new new look Purdue team with a defensive minded coach. Can I, I think this offense is going to take a, a significant step back. I think it is, Eric, but I think it might be a good step back because what I think was we're going to see Purdue return to a power run game with Maccabee in there. Like you said, there's a lot of senior beef or a lot of upper upperclassmen beef on that line. As we all know, an offensive lineman would much rather run block than pass block anyhow. Right. Um, they get to be more aggressive that way, get a shootout and be on the attack a little bit more. So I think you're going to see a return to the run game However, I think that's going to benefit Houston Card, who, uh, you know, going back, he has a lot of talent. He's a very talented kid. Coming out of high school, was well, you know highly recruited. Um, I really feel like this could be a different but very successful offense. Okay. All right. Let's flip it over to the defensive side now, Chris. Uh, defensive line, again, they went to the transfer portal big time uh this season and that seems to happen 
in college football more and more when you have a new head coach. And we're seeing it significantly on the defensive side. Defensive lineman Jeffrey Mba, uh, a senior, is going to be uh, there. Uh, Cole Brevard, a redshirt junior, and Malik Langham, a redshirt senior. So two transfers on the defensive line. Uh, Clyde Washington, a redshirt junior at linebacker, as well as OC Brothers, a redshirt senior. Nick Carraway is a sophomore, and and uh, Kydron Jenkins is a senior at the linebacker position. Jake Graham, former linebacker, was uh, drafted in the NFL this past year. At the cornerback position, again, two transfers. Salem Turner Muhammad, a senior, and Marcus Wilson, also a senior. And then Corey Trice was uh, drafted as well from last year's team. Safeties, you got Sanusi Kane, and he's a senior, and Cam Allen, a redshirt senior. So a lot of upperclassmen here. If uh, if all of these guys are going to be the starters and then they're at special teams, again, upperclassmen, you got a senior kicker in Ben Freehill and a junior punter and Jack Ansel. Defensively, Purdue's interesting to me because, again, you have a defensive-minded coach now. You've got a lot of transfers. you got a lot of moving parts in there. I don't think they've got a lot of depth. Uh, even though there's a lot of upperclassmen, there's not a ton of experience there. I'm wondering how much he can get this defense because if this defense isn't good, even though he might be a defensive-minded coach, then Purdue might be in for a tough season. And given I think, the, given the yeah. fact their offense might take a step back here, and I think that's what we're going to see. Uh, I think the defense is going to struggle a little bit. I do like a couple of the pieces they like. I like Kydron Jenkins, who uh, comes off the edge. I like um, uh, Nick. Uh, no, the linebacker. He's a sophomore, and I just lost his name, Eric. Oh, uh, um, let me look real fast for you, man. Nick Carraway. Nick Carraway, thank you. Yep. Uh, you know, th- those guys both have a lot of talent. I think they could be solid players. Um, but, you know, I-, I don't have a lot of faith uh, as far as them, especially in their defensive backfield. And I think that with some of the quarterbacks they're going to see this year, that could be an issue. It very well could be. Especially when you start talking about the West. And again, you know, you look at the the West and and Cincinnati's got the kid from SMU who moved up there. He's going to see him. Uh, I think the, uh, you've got uh, Cade McNamara, who's a proven, you know, Proven commodity at quarterback. He's not going to take the top off the offense, but if he has the time, he can sit back there and pick a defense apart, you know? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they've got some guys they're going to have to face this year, you know, offenses that maybe weren't very good last year that are going to be putting up some points this year. All right, let's take a look at the 2023 schedule for the Boilermakers. <clears throat> so right off the bat, three non-conference games to start the year off. Boom, 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 right off the bat. You got a home game against Fresno State, a road game against Virginia Tech, and then a home game against Syracuse in that home-and-home home series. You got to at least come away, in my opinion, two out of three there. Um, and that's not going to be easy because even Fresno State is not a pushover. Vatek's a on, tough place to play. Virginia Tech is going to be rocking. And Syracuse nipped you last year. Um, if you can win those two home games – 
and be competitive on the road, that's a win for you. Then they go. Then they come right into um, conference play, hosting Wisconsin. And you and I both have a prediction that yeah. the Badgers are going to be very good this year. And then they host Illinois again. That is not an easy game, man. Um, no. And we're going to preview them here next week. And that defensive line at Illinois is for real. Yes. So that's not going to be an easy game. Then you go on the road at Iowa. That ain't easy. Then you host Ohio State. Four tough, tough Big Ten games to start your Big Ten season before you get a bye week. And then it doesn't get a whole lot easier. You're at Nebraska, a team that's got a little bit of juice with a new head coach. You're at that team up north. They just won the Big Ten two years in a row. Then you host Minnesota. They're not bad either. Then but they got those fight. last two games. Then you <laughs> finally get some dubs, man, at Northwestern and versus Indiana. And I can already tell that this is not right because that is not your prediction. I do not believe there. I, I I must have had that from last year. I apologize, Chris. Unless that is, I don't think you went. You predicted them to go seven and five, did you? Uh you know what, Eric? I don't recall. I could find out for you real quick. I tell you what. Um, let me look that up for you. Okay. We'll look that up in just a minute. Vegas says five wins. I'm at four and eight, and. <sighs> I'm feeling like that might be what they really get this year. It's four W's. Um, I just find that I find it tough to find well, six I, wins on the schedule. I think they get bowling. four. I do. I do think they get two in the non-conference. They get two in the in Northwestern Indiana. I think okay. those are, are are solid. They're going to be tough pressed. They, they could sneak up and maybe hit. Maybe they come out three and zero out of that 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 non-conference schedule. It's possible. Well, you um, have, yeah, I yeah. stand corrected, Chris. You got them with seven wins. Okay. You have, you have them. So I, I think probably the, the three non-conference. You have the three non-conference, Illinois, Nebraska, Northwestern, Indiana. And I think those are possible. So you and I disagree. For you the first time take, this year. <laughs> yeah, we, we've been very close in our predictions. This is one we are very opposite in. Um, I don't know. Maybe those Purdue guys wore uh, wore on you a little bit there. They got they got you drinking some of that uh, some of that Purdue uh, juice, man. Yeah, you know, I I do think you know, Illinois is a winnable game because it's at home. I think by then Houston cards should be settled in. Okay. Um. And then I think Nebraska was the other one at Nebraska. Mm-hmm. I think that Matt Rule is going to be good for Nebraska, but I don't think that he's going to be that good just yet. Okay. I think he's got a lot of things he's going to have to put in place. Yeah, fair, fair enough, man. Well, it's time to see what it's time to hear what Branson Jensen from Big Banter thinks about this year's Purdue Boilermakers. Uh, Brandon, why don't you tell us what uh, you think on uh, the over/under for them this year? So I'm Brandon Jensen, uh, lead betting analyst at Big Banter Sports. Glad to be on the show. Uh, we'll go to Purdue at, oh, five and a half. So their over is juiced at plus 125. The under is minus 145. For a team coming off a Big Ten championship appearance, most would often say five and a half has got to be insulting. But 
losing Brom to Louisville, losing their quarterback, best receiver, and a plethora of other talent with two power five out of conference games in addition to the conference gauntlet that you have in the Big Ten, it's going to be hard to find bowl eligibility this season. If everything meshes right with Hudson Card coming in from Texas under Graham Harrell's quarterback-friendly offense, they could fight for six. But as it stands, I have to bet the under at minus 145. All right, Chris, final thoughts on the Purdue Boilermakers for 2023. Out of all the teams in the Big Ten, this has been the most difficult team for me to kind of predict. And so I'm going to stay on the more conservative side and say new coach, some new schemes. There's a lot of good good feelings over there in West Lafayette, like we heard from the uh, Boiler Express boys. But I don't know, man. This could be this could be a two. This, this could be a four and eight, or this could be an eight and four. I I truly believe that. I'm going to take four and eight. You're going to take the seven and five. I am. I feel I feel better about the four and eight than I do your seven and five, or otherwise I probably would have predicted that'd be a little higher. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I I can see that, but you know what? I really feel like they've got some potential wins. They're going to sneak up on somebody. Yeah. Uh, God willing, it's not Ohio State, who they have been a thorn in our side for, you know, since the year 2000. They've been the Indeed. biggest thorn in our side. Isn't it crazy? Uh, that's, the, that's the team that seems to play against Ohio State better than anybody else is the Purdue Boilermakers. And we're going to see that in person. We're going to go to West Lafayette and see what uh, the uh, Boiler Express boys have in store for us when we go there. It's going to be a lot of fun. Chris, you know what? This is why you play the games and you don't do it on paper. That's right. For a team just like this. So, all right, guys, please like, share, subscribe, all those good things. It really does help. We want to thank the Boiler Express guys for joining us for this preview. Make sure you check out this upcoming Thursday. The Iowa Hawkeyes are next. We're going to talk about then another West Division team that's got some pretty high expectations. We're going to break them down and see where we think they're going to land in the pecking order in the West. So check this. Uh, come back and check it out on Thursday, everybody. Until next time, OH. Iowa. Oh. Goodbye. A four and eight, or this could be an eight and four. I, I truly believe that. I'm going to take four and eight. You're going to take the seven and five. I am. I feel I feel better about the four and eight than I do your seven and five, or otherwise I probably would have predicted that would be a little higher. Eh. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I can see that, but you know what? I really feel like they've got some potential wins. They're going to sneak up on somebody. Yeah. Uh, God willing, it's not Ohio State, who they have been a thorn in our side for – you know, since the year 2000, they've been the Indeed. biggest thorn on our side. Isn't it crazy? Uh, that's, the, that's the team that seems to play against Ohio State better than anybody else is the Purdue Boilermakers. And we're going to see that in person. We're going to go to West Lafayette and see what uh, the uh, Boiler Express boys have in store for us when we go there. It's going to be a lot of fun. Chris, you know what? This is why you play the games and you don't do it on paper. That's right. This, for a team just like this. So, all right, guys, please like, share, subscribe, all those good things. It really does help. We want to thank the Boiler Express guys for joining us for this preview. Make sure you check out this upcoming Thursday. The Iowa Hawkeyes are next. We're going to talk about then another West Division team that's got some pretty high expectations. We're going to break them down and see where we think they're going to land in the pecking order in the West. So check this, uh, come back and check it out on Thursday, everybody. Until next time, OH. I O. Goodbye.